afford to be This is small town music This is big town music He's ahead of his time, you know But he can't use it If only he could prove it Well, tomorrow's just a song away A song away A song away Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. And I'm Courtney Hundle. You threw the dold in today. I throw the dold in here and there. Respect to the hubby. I gotta respect him. <laughs> That's nice. He's a good husband. I like it. I like it. Uh, Courtney and I were just discussing that we were, we were, uh, Courtney had some food poisoning, uh, and I, and I had the flu, but now we're, we're back. We were both vomiting a lot and we're, now we're back. not. <laughs> Thankfully I didn't have uh, stomach flu. I just had like chills and aches and That's pains. That's awful too. It is awful. It's every time I'm sick like that, when you get that sick, you always think, I'm never going to get better. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. It feels like that, it's never going to end. And then like all of a sudden, like, boom. Uh, You're fine. Well, I actually enjoyed the aftermath of my food poisoning because I've seriously lost like seven pounds and my jeans are like loose. (laughs) And I'm like, wow, this is great because I'm afraid to eat because I'm afraid I'm going to get sick again. So I'm just eating totally vegan. And like, I mean, I eat vegan pretty much most of the time anyway, because my husband's vegan, but I'm like so afraid to eat anything. And it's like if anyone says, oh, hey, you look like you lost some weight. And it's like, well, I've been drinking lots of water and uh, (laughs) I ate a salmon appetizer from Trader Joe's that went bad. And I did it. I lost six. I lost six pounds too, just by just lying in bed for yep. three days and not like I didn't feel like eating. No, you don't. I had like a piece of toast, yeah, Gatorade, some water. I just didn't feel like it. Yeah, no, Pedialyte and saltines. Yep. That's that's yep. the new diet. I don't. Uh, I don't recommend it. <laughs> no. I don't know if it's the healthy way to go, but no. <laughs> but it does work. It does. Now I haven't weighed myself since because I assume after one day of eating normally, I probably gained back two of that. But who knows. Who knows? I'll take it for that one day. Yeah. I got on the scale and like, woohoo. Yeah, it's a good day. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thanks Co- for the flu. Courtney, you have a show tomorrow. I mean, this this episode will, isn't going to drop for two weeks, but you have an ongoing show called, it's called uh, Punchlines and Backlines. Punchlines and Backlines. Punchlines relates to stand-up comedy. And the backline back line relates to music. Music. In what way? What is the backline? I don't know if I know what that means. Um, basically, it is... Um, we have a comedy show, mm-hmm. and then I have a rock star who's never done comedy before, and we work together and come up with a five-minute point of view set based on the conversation we have about okay. their career and their life. So you're kind of mentoring this non-comedian musician. Yes. Okay. Which is what I really enjoy doing, and I, I want to make these things work because this is my happy place. Right. And it's really fun because then they get up, they get laughs, and it's like a really good feeling. It's a different feeling. Mm-hmm. And, um, and everyone always has a great time and always, you know, they're really nervous at first. Then when it's over, they're like, oh my God, that was so fun. I would do that again. It was great. And then, yeah, it's great. And I always put them up in the middle of the show and make a really big deal out of it. So they have that nice cushy spot and we make a big deal. And then I have two more comedians and then someone close it out. Someone really strong, like Murray, like close it out. Mm -hmm. And then, um, we have the comedian, one of the comedians go up and play a song Hopefully they, well, now what's funny is like the musician can go up there and kind of, um, navigate his way through doing some stand up, yes. but like, I don't play an instrument. I couldn't really go up there and navigate myself through some music. I've played guitar for over, for about 20 years, okay. but not, but not well. Like yeah, I've right. never played in a live situation. I play like at home all the time. I play songs that I learn songs that I like. Okay, cool. 
but I've never played. And I'm still afraid to do my own show. I haven't done it yet, but I always book a comedian who knows how to sing or play an instrument. Nice. So we had Julie Follette on the last show. She sang In Your Eyes um, with Sam Bam Colton from um, Butterside. Mm-hmm. and The uh, Peter Gabriel In Your Eyes? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so they sang, and um, and it was, it was really good. And uh, Chad Stewart from Faster Pussycat was the comedian rock musician, and he sat on a box and did the box tapping and did some covers, and it was great. <laughs> And so, like, after the comedy, we do, like, 45 minutes of music, and it, it's a really fun show. It's not, it's like a no-pressure, kind of fun hangout show. You're not, like, trapped in a room. It's a hotel lobby bar. Sounds like a nice, casual-type variety show. It's chill. Chill is chill. the word. Yeah, and I only book, like, comedians that I know are going to be respectful of the fact that we're in a hotel a and, and be funny and have fun with the music. Like right, everybody exactly. stays for the whole show. They stay till 11. That's good. Yeah. Cause it's fun. And what's the venue? Tell us the venue. It's at the Grafton hotel on sunset. It's right across the street from the comedy store. It's like in the corner of La Cienega and sunset. Oh, okay. Yeah. I and know exactly where they're kind of like known as like the rock and roll hotel. And you know, they have like posters of like mostly the bands I like, like, and you like, like that glam rock. Yeah. Era, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, the band we're going to talk about today. Absolutely. And, um, and that's who like stays at the hotel. Uh, the guy who was like championing our show, he actually left, which is a bummer. Cause uh, he's the one, a bummer. he's the one who was bringing in all those rock stars to stay there. He yeah. would like hook them up and he's gone. So I don't, hopefully they keep that vibe because I think that's, what's so great about that place and that bars you never know who's going to walk in there no. like Dennis Rodman came to our first show and you wow. know we had all the guys from faster you know we had a couple of guys from faster pussycat at the last show and like they're amazing and we have Mike Dawson on this show from the Adam Carolla show and he's in a band called the Smoking Kills cool. and yeah it's gonna be fun I know Mike I've met Mike before yeah yeah nice all right great well um, that's ongoing. Is it like, is it the every month, every month? Is it the first Thursday? Is it second last Thursday? Thursday, last Thursday. That's mm-hmm. what I want. So the Grafton hotel last Thursday of every month, punchlines and backlines. If you live in the Los Angeles area, you can plan now yes. for the show in February. Yes. All right, cool. Uh, okay, Courtney, here we are. We are about to talk about a glam pop rock yeah. metal do you hate, do you not like the term hairband? I don't mind that. I don't mind that. Well, now they have no hairband. It's like, <laughs> it's receding hairline bands yes. now. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, the, the bandana goes higher and higher and higher does. on the head. And the hats get bigger. Um, <laughs> or, uh, or both. Or Brett Mike, would you wear a couple of hats? He does both. I know a lot of guys who wear a bandana and a hat. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't mind the term hairband. I don't band. either. I don't I, know what the, what the band's like. I say glam rock because... It's like, it's not totally glam rock, like David Bowie glam. Yeah, like it's, a, it's, it's more sweet. It is. It's like sweet. It's like, it's like hidden underneath the metal is great power pop. Right. So it's like those two came together and made that sound. That's yeah. what I think. And those are the bands I really like. That's a good call. That's a that good call. Scene. Mm-hmm. The, um, but Poison is, they're like, I feel like they're like front and center of this. For sure. I mean, I just, they're the band I think of when we, when we talk about this hair metal pop glam, you know, you think of them first. I do think of them. Yeah, you do. And when I write material about the music for, you know, the other comedians I work for and whatever, when they're opening for bands and stuff, poison's a punchline a lot. 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of, I mean, look, a, a lot of bands are punchlines. Because they're pretty, because they're yeah. all really super good looking and they're pretty, you know. I find a lot of bands that are punchlines, I mean, look. The, not in a bad way. Not no, in a bad not in a bad way, way but like, uh, you know, Toto is a punchline or Yes can be a punchline. Yes can be a, Rush is, Rush is, a, is punchline. a punchline. I just wrote a joke about Rush for somebody. And <laughs> no one would ever say that Rush isn't amazing, but no. they, they are a punchline and they, and they would probably, they would laugh that off. But, of course. But, uh. I don't know. I don't know what sense of uh, sense of humor poison would have about being a punchline, but hmm, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever worked in any way with any of them. I, I haven't. So I met, I I met Brett. I met Brett, and I got to tell him that uh, a song he wrote for his daughter is one of my favorite songs. A song called Rain. Uh huh. And he was like, he was like, really, because I'm sure a lot of people just go like. Poison and blah blah blah. Yeah. But I like to, and I wasn't just kissing his ass. I really do love that song. Mm-hmm. But I could just see on his face, he's like, "That really means a lot to me." Is yeah. what he said. Yeah, you so, work uh, hard. You want to hear? You know, I yeah. always tell my friends or my sister, whoever I'm with, after we go to a show and there's a chance to speak to the band, mm-hmm. I always say, "Go." We need to go up and tell them how great they were. Yeah. You know, no matter where we are, like anything, I always yeah. do that comedy show. But any performer, if we have a chance to speak to them, I always take the time to thank them for the show and tell them that how great they were. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Have you seen Poison live? Yes, I have. I actually was at the 91 MTV Video Music Awards. Oh, when the big, uh, when yes. the big meltdown, when, when CC called an audible and uh, yeah. can't say the word. Changed the tune, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was there. But I was in high school. I used to go, like, my dad used to get tickets for it mm-hmm. at his job, and they didn't want to go. They didn't give a shit, so they used to give it to their daughters and son. Wow. So we'd go. And, um, yeah, I was a senior in high school for that one, and I do remember it. And you, it was obvious that it's he messed up. something was up, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was obvious. But I didn't know I didn't know until much later, like years and years later, that they got into a huge fist fight backstage <laughs> after that. It's so funny because I feel like Brett Michaels could pound CeCe DeVille in a fight. Oh, yes. Yeah. He's a little dude. <laughs> yeah. He's a little dude. And you know what's funny is I've heard like so many stories about Poison just from other friends mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, to- like I have a friend who's toured with them and open for them and he's told me a lot of stories. And... A lot of them involve fights. It's all fighting. They're scrappers. That's hysterical. Brett Michaels kicks some ass. <laughs> he still, Brett still looks great. He's still physically fit. Yeah, for all he's the, looking. For all the, for aneurysms and, and diabetes and yeah. all the health concerns that he's had over the years. Yeah. He's, and I find, I also find that I don't hear any salacious stories about poison like you hear about they had drug use but it doesn't none of it's shocking no but you you never hear that they were hitting girlfriends or you know what i mean you know what i mean they they seem no and you never hear like they were total assholes no i haven't no i haven't either not that not that we would know everything but we we know it enough i mean i did hear this one story from my friend that used to open for them that they got into a fight with their opening band, who I can't remember who it was, because they were stealing their groupies. Okay. And they, they were being really possessive of the groupies. And um, Bobby, Bobby like punched someone in the face. Bobby Dahl seems like a scrapper for some reason. To me. Yeah. He seems like a loose cannon. Yeah. He, he, he punched someone in the face, he said, <laughs> like was going off on this All guy. Right. Well, that's rock and roll, I guess. Yeah. All right. So Poison, they originate from kind of my neck of the woods. They're from Pennsylvania. I mean, that's where they, that's where they migrated here from. Mm-hmm. 
and then ended up on the Sunset Strip and 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 they got they got signed, but not by a big label at first. It was Enigma Records. Their mm-hmm. first album's on Enigma. I think that was then swallowed up by Capitol. Mm-hmm. But uh, that first album, Look What the Cat Dragged In, sold three million copies. That's nuts. Another thing about Poison is I think when I think individually, and you you tell me what you think, like. Uh, no one ever is. No one ever says Bobby Dahl is the best bassist and Ricky Rocket's the best drummer and CeCe Deville is the best guitarist. But you put them together, mm-hmm. and that's where they shine. They really shine as a band. You know what I'm saying? I I agree. Um, I agree. I mean, but when you see like that's not diminishing any of their talent. No, I'm just not saying. At all. Not I'm just at saying. All. Like you know, uh, you know, you can pull Slash out of Guns N' Roses, and people are going to say Slash is a great guitarist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I don't know that. I don't know that the members of Poison get those individual accolades. No, but they should. I think. Um, I mean, I love the way Cece. I mean, he was so like. I don't know. He could swallow up the stage. He could. Yeah. I mean, he was the well, one who well, would upstage the it, band. As far as personality, yeah, they had they yeah. had that in spades. And the way that uh, Ricky Rocket drums yeah. is so fun to watch. I love Ricky. You know, the yeah. arms are flailing and the and the spinning and mm-hmm. the and all that stuff. Like he, the he, pointing, the, and the pointing. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he doesn't. Uh, you know, he doesn't have to have a, a a drum riser that spins upside down. He's the show. He he's his, the his show. drumming is the show. Mm-hmm. And and Brett's a great front man, and he and he and he looks good. Mm-hmm. Which a front man, I think that's part of your job. You, you got to keep up appearances. Yeah. And should, Bobby moves a lot for a bass player. Yes, he does, and he, he moves he, a lot. He uh, he wears the bass kind of low, and he's mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he's uh, and so so I'm not diminishing uh, them as as uh, individuals. I'm just saying I feel like together, mm-hmm. poison is a thing. Yes, a, a big thing. Uh, all right, so look what the cat dragged in. Three million copies. That's crazy. It's incredible. I remember uh, I worked at record stores around this time, and I remember people thought they were girls mm-hmm. on the front of that. Uh, is, that the new, is that the new Vixen album? Is that Femme, <laughs> Femme Fatale? No, those are dudes. What? But uh, what song do you have for us first, Courtney, to kick off Look What the Cat Dragged In? I have... Poison's version of a date rape song. <laughs> I want action. Here we go. <laughs> Courtney's telling me that we've heard it. We've get it. We got it. <laughs> we get it. It's a great, that's a great song. It is a great song. I'm going to go with uh, the title track because I just, I just love it. I think they still play like at least three, maybe four songs off of this album when they tour. Yeah. They usually open with look what the cat dragged in. Uh, let's go. Do 
I do like that one. Yeah, I like that one too. By the way, there's no one else that would would ever do a poison episode with me. Seriously, you're you're the, you're, <laughs> you're it. I mean, I just uh, not that I was looking. You just immediately popped in my head. I'm like. <laughs> wonder if Courtney, she's got to love poison. Of she's got to like it. Of course. Of so. course. You know what I wanted to say about I, I Want Action, by the way? If anyone wrote that song now and it came out now, they would be in so much trouble because there's this line where it goes, um, uh, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? I need a shot and I need it fast. If I can't have her, I'll take her and make her. <laughs> Hmm. Get him a shot. I think he means make her get him a shot yeah, of something to drink. Maybe. You know, I mean, it's not like they need to make anybody do anything. There was a line out the door for these guys. I uh, mean, yeah, I would assume these guys had no problem uh, scoring chicks. No, God, no. I mean, look, Brett Michaels, he had like a whole house of women fighting over him. And those are just the ones I that got s- picked for the show. There's probably a thousand that applied. You I know? so forgot about Rock of Love. Oh and my I God, used to watch I it and I forgot show. about it, though. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. What, what, they get a backstage pass, right? Is that what they get? They get a pass? No, they were going to be his girlfriend. No, no. I mean, instead of a rose, didn't they give them a pass? Oh, I think so. Maybe. I don't remember. Oh, no. <laughs> he, they gave him herpes. That's what they did. <laughs> uh, that's the show. Like, I do assume there were some fooling around uh, behind the scenes. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> of course. I'm sure there were threesomes, foursomes. But didn't Brett live with a, the wife of his, um, the mother of his kids at the time he was doing that show? might have it is a reality show it's not real and the producers totally made him pick the the girl jesse even though he really connected with heather who was the stripper i think that the show made him pick the other girl which i don't get they had no chemistry i don't get it at all when they do stuff like that he had so much chemistry with the with the other girl like it was so obvious and then the sad one was there was this girl named rodeo on the show Mm -hmm. and like i remember i remember the name yeah she was gorgeous but she looked at him with like these crazy (laughs) eyes like you know if we broke up i would probably kill you or definitely stalk you kind of look yeah and then you know she got I they wanted to keep her because she was the crazy one, yeah. you know. So they you always need the crazy one. You do. I mean, I've kind of felt sad for her. Like she was a single mom, and she was like work, you know. But she definitely had that look in her eyes, like, oh my god, if this doesn't work out, I probably will murder you and stalk you forever. Like she just was a little bit scary. They did two seasons of that, didn't they? They, they did. did two seasons. The second season had nothing on the first season. No, I don't even think I finished watching it because I couldn't tell you who he picked. Yeah, you got to. Uh... And then Brett was also on uh, on The Apprentice. Yep. They still sell his Snapple fit flavor. Really? Tropo Rocker. They still sell it. That's like it's cool. an ongoing because I think it's a because it's a diet flavor because of his diabetes. Yeah. And I think it's but I know I know for a fact they still sell it. Good for him. Good for you, know? you Brett. Yeah. Okay, let's go with your second song from Look What the Cat Dragged In. I know what it is. I see it. <laughs> I just want you to say it. It's on your list. Oh, I'm sorry. Cry tough. I'm sorry. I thought you were just going to play it. Sorry. Cry tough. The top down, 
roll the windows down, turn it up. These are great songs just to jam out to. Play drums on the steering wheel. Yeah, it's sing in, along. It's inspirational. You got to cry tough out on the streets. You <laughs> That's know? true. If you want to make and in this video, Brett Michaels looks like Dolly Parton. It is just like amazing. <laughs> I'll have to go back and look. I out forget. of control, the hair and makeup is in this one. I think they were like, we don't want to do that again. I think we yeah. need to tone it down just a tad. Let's do it as big as possible for this one, and then we'll tone it down. A I mean, bit. if you squint your eyes just a little bit, you're like, here you come again. Like it just looks like Dolly. The producer of this album was Rick Browd. If I'm pronouncing that right, B-R-O-W-D-E. But I don't know who that is. I've never heard his name. I've never, don't recall seeing his name on other albums. I'm sure he's done other stuff. But uh, I think at one time, Paul Stanley was going to produce their first album. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's that's, cool. That's what I, uh, I don't know why I've heard that, but I did. And that would make sense. He would have been good. Yeah. All right. Well, I got to play Talk Dirty to Me. Oh my God, I hate this song. You hate it? I hate it. Hate this. Song. Whoa! Look at this happening. I, just, I was wondering why it wasn't on your list. Why I do don't you like, like it? it? You don't like the the you, you don't like anything about it. I hate the pre-chorus. It just bugs me. Okay, that's weird. This is a big hit. I, I don't like this song. I, I don't I get th- it. There I don't think songs I don't like. Yeah, but I don't think it's like even close to the best song on this record. It's weird to me that it's the big hit. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's, it's not catchy. As, it's, it's not catchy. as good as uh, "Look What the Cat Dragged In." That's no, sure. no, no, no. Okay, here we go. You'd think he'd get a hotel room. I mean, he's in the bushes, he's in his parents' basement, in his dad's car. Like, just get a hotel he room. He almost sounds like a loser. He makes himself sound like a loser. Uh, this does have CC pick up that guitar and talk to me, though. That is cool. That is the cool part. Kind of iconic. It is iconic, yeah. It is the cool part. I just think the song was so overplayed, I was just, I'm just burnt on it, I think. Yeah, it's probably the first song that I heard them do or saw them do. And oh, for, was, yeah. Of course, on MTV. Me too. All right, we're moving on to Open Up and Say Ah. This is a good album. It's from 1988. This went five times platinum. Yeah, I bought this one. I own I own Look What the Cat Dragged In, too. I just don't love it, but I like this one a lot. Yeah, Look What the Cat Dragged In has a, some filler. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, this Tom, one is just like boom, boom, yep. boom, boom. Tom Warman produced this because uh, the guys from Poison are big Cheap Trick fans, mm-hmm. and Tom Warman also worked with uh, Motley Crue and... He's a good, and, and Ted Nugent, so he's a good go-to cool. producer for these guys. Yeah, I see the Cheap Trick uh, influence a little bit, a little bit. Not on this yeah. one, but maybe on the next one. Is it hard to believe that this album cover was censored? It's just gross looking. It's just gross looking, but I mean, open up and say, ah, and it's got this, it's a girl dressed as a cat with a big tongue, but, but it, they censored it. They like put black bars 
over everything but the eyes. It's it, this isn't anything to censor. Though. No, not to censor. It's a little disturbing. Look, it's weird they chose that when they're all so good looking. Yeah, they put like a scary woman on the front. Mm-hmm. It, I, I don't understand whose idea that was. It, it's not a good one, and it doesn't even. It doesn't. When you look at the cover, you think this album sucks. <laughs> And then when you listen to it, you're like, oh my God, this is so good. Why is that the cover? It's so uninviting. But then uh, the censored cover doesn't help sell move units either. It's so stupid. They should have either redesigned the whole thing. Yes. But uh, what are you going to do? What else is I going to say about Poison? They have a logo. From the the get-go, Poison has a logo, which Mm -hmm. I like. Yeah. Like when someone gets a logo and then they stick with the logo, I think that's smart. Yeah, that's a good point. ACDC. Cheap trick. I mean, Kiss, Van Halen, Kiss, <laughs> right? Kiss, uh, Iron Maiden. I mean, these bands—they've had those logos since the beginning. Saxon. It's Saxon. It's important. <laughs> yeah. I know you're into Saxon now. I right? am right now because I had a job that had to do with Saxon, so I had to listen what to. What job bunch. do you have that has to do with Saxon? I, I was writing for someone who was doing something with Saxon, so I had to learn all this stuff about. It's a Saxon. documentary. Is there a Saxon documentary? No, no, no. There right. is one though. It's like six oh. hours long. It's on. It's is, they, on, is it on YouTube, probably? I don't know where it is. I think it's a, a DVD and you have to buy it, but it's literally six hours of Saxon and, right. and lost footage and concert footage. And, you know, I, I've i never seen it. I don't think I could do that, but <laughs> I kind of got into them. They're very interesting. If you need to know anything so about Saxon, I'm an expert now. <laughs> they have so much music. They do. So much. They do. All right, here we go. We got uh, also the, uh, the songs are credited to... All of the band members. Yeah, that's like, cool. Like I think, um, I think a lot of people might think uh, that Brett writes all the songs, you know, because he's the lead singer and sure. because he has solo material. But um, but no, I I mean I think that I think it's fair. I mean, I've said this a million times in this show. It's fair. There's no way that like the guy who wrote the song also came up with the bass part or the drum fill or the everyone's right, contributing. To that song, right? Unless it's Peter Chris, everyone contributes. <laughs> right. Sorry, but again, when kidding. I read when I read um, you know songs by Joe Perry and Steven Tyler, I'm like, there's no way Brad Whitford and and Tom Hamilton and Joey Kramer didn't have some input in these tunes, guys. Right. On every one of them. Yeah, I mean that makes sense to us, but you know how band, know. bands love yeah, who to knows? fight over money. Who knows? <laughs> Uh, okay, what's your first tune off of Open Up and Say Ah? The obvious, but it's iconic, and I think it's a great rock song, and it's it great just song. it represents that era like so beautifully. Mm-hmm. It's, great video. Oh, it's a great video. Nothing but a good time. It don't get better than this. It's a, it's quite a, a step up uh, production wise. Big time from the first album. The first album is uh, a little loose and sloppy and sounds a little tinny. There's not Raw. a lot of bass. But this uh, Tom Worman knows he knows what he's doing. 
Yeah, this song is so... I, I love the harmonies. I, I love everything about it. And one thing about Poison, I find like like listening to their entire catalog, which I've never done. Mm-hmm. Until just, now? Just listen to all of it. <laughs> no, I, I there's two albums I've never even heard. Okay. So it was you know kind of fun listening to those. One thing I've noticed that I like about Poison is I like their verses more than their choruses. Hmm, that's interesting. Their beginnings of their songs are just like, hell yes. And then you get to the verse and you're like, this is awesome. And then you get to the chorus and you're like, all right. Eh. Like not all of them. Like that one's a great right. chorus. But like some of them you're just like, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like one of the songs I picked kind of doesn't have, oh, the other song I picked on this, not the best chorus, you know. Well, the first song I picked, and this had a great video too, and I love songs about I love songs about uh, touching down in a new place to try to make it. It's just mm-hmm. always like my, you know, welcome to the jungle, anything like that, where it's like, and so I really love, uh, I really love Fallen Angel. Yeah. The story doesn't end well, right? The story doesn't, it doesn't end well, No, she falls. She falls. Um, But that one has a great chorus, and that is such a powerful Mm -hmm. song, and that video was awesome. I mean, they just dominated MTV for these, like, first three albums. It was just, like, constant poison. And I just love, I love lyrics that paint a picture with with her whole life packed in a suitcase by her feet. She just, Mm -hmm. you know, she stepped off the bus, boom, puts her bag down, looking all around, and here it is. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine coming out here from like uh, the middle of, of the country as like a 19 year old with just a bag on a bus and getting no. off like at Hollywood and Vine and being like, well now what the fuck? No, I, I can't. I mean, I went <laughs> I to high school here. It. So I was, I went to high school right off the mm-hmm. sunset strip, like literally on Holloway yeah. right behind the right. Um, like two minute walk to the old tower records, like right there. Yeah. So I like this song too, because in the song, they're writing about this girl, but they're really writing about themselves because they just yeah. lo- they just loaded up in a whatever station wagon and drove out here. Those are also the kind of girls bands like. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> Come true. Come on, baby. Let me show you how it works around in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> but then also in the video, they cast a, a gorgeous girl. I mean, yeah. like just she, this girl didn't just step off the bus. No. <laughs> she no, came she from the modeling, the modeling agency. agency. <laughs> the modeling agency. <laughs> Uh, all right, you have uh, you got another song for it, and I don't remember this. I didn't remember this song that you picked. This, this next is one. that bluesy Brett Michaels thing that I like mm-hmm. that he does, and this is one. It's called Good Love. Oh, I know this one, two, three. Good love. No, that's not it. No, that's the that's rascals. The rascals. All right, here we go. That's Brett on harmonica too. I'm not giving up a hurry, don't be late. Because 
Maybe hear a little bit more. That's pretty fun, That's pretty isn't great. it? That's fun. That's real fun. Yeah, it's like that bluesy rock. Oh, you know what I forgot to say? You know, in Nothing But A Good Time, when he says, I just like my fun every now and then. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, like, because I was like 13 or whatever on that song, I thought it was, I just like my phone every now and then. And I'm like, why does he like his phone? Yeah, now it would. Now that lyric would work. Now it makes sense. <laughs> but why would you like a phone in 1984 or, or 1987, whenever that came out? I love misheard lyrics, but you you think that's the lyric for your whole life. And then when you find out it's not, and, yeah. then, and then when you sing along, sometimes I'll still sing the lyric <laughs> I too. thought it was. I did it on the way here. I was like, I just like my phone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I picked an obvious choice. Again, uh, Courtney sent me her choices, so I knew what I could, what she didn't pick and what I could pick. But I, you know, Every Rose Has Its Thorn is such a great ballad. You don't like it? It's a classic. But do you like it? It's okay. You, you winced a little bit. Um, I don't love it. Okay. I think I'm just sick of it. I think that's why. I think right. I've heard it 40 billion times. All right, get your lighters out, folks. All right. We both lie silently still in the dead of the night. Although we both lie close together, we feel miles apart inside. Was it something I said or something I did? Did my words not come out right? Though I tried not to hurt you, though I tried. But I guess that's why they say every rose has its thorn. Just like every night. I'm going to jump to two minutes and 20 seconds, though, so we can hear CeCe's solo. Oh, okay. That's cool. I'm going to fade it down. It's a beautiful song. I mean, it's... Yeah, I know, but if you're sick of it, you're sick of it. I get that. Yeah, but it's beautiful. This is a pretty great solo here. Yeah. Yeah, this is. Coming up. If someone said to me, if, they, if someone would have said this last week, I love the solo and every rose has its thorn, I would have said, what solo? Uh-huh. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I like the bridge. Like, that's my favorite part. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the solo. That is a beautiful, that's, that is a beautiful song. I, I haven't listened to it in a while because I just feel like I've heard it so many times. Right. And at karaoke. <laughs> karaoke will ruin a song for you. Uh, where are we going? We, oh, the nineties. We're entering 1990 with flesh and blood. Oh my God. This album is so good. Produced by Bruce Fairbairn. And again, they're, they're upping their game. Bruce Fairbairn <laughs> produced, you know, what do I want to say? Uh, Slippery When Wet mm-hmm. and New oh. Jersey. And then, and then Pump and Get a Grip. Oh, wow. And, and Permanent Vacation. And he produced the first four Loverboy albums. So, I mean, cool. they, they, they know what they want to do. They know who they want to work with. And after you sell 5 million albums, yeah. you can pick your producer. 
Well, yeah, this is a wall to wall. I think this one, I, it, this was so hard to pick two songs because there are so many good songs on this. And let me see if, uh, yep. All songs written and arranged by poison. So mm -hmm. they're still sharing that songwriting credit. Uh, it's always just the band on the albums and then they have like someone doing some keyboard work. Yeah. But, cool. uh, but that's it. That's the core. And when you go see Poison live, it's still just the guys. They don't got a, I don't recall them having a bunch of background singers or anything mm -hmm. augmenting it. It seems mm -hmm. like it's just the four guys. Yeah. Because they want all the money. That's the, that too. But that's <laughs> the way it should be. That's I the mean, way it should be too. I hate when there's, when there's a five, four piece or a five piece band and then you go see them on shit and concert and there's like, there's eight people in there. I'm like, I don't, I don't <laughs> want that. I just want, I just want what's on my album cover. That's who I want. Yeah. All right, here we go. They also censored this cover, too. Why? It's just a tattoo. Right, but there's a, uh, the original version had the words flesh and blood were like... Bloody? Bloody, because it was like... Fr and, and they, they I mean... That's so stupid. So stupid. So stupid. But, uh, like, I would expect something like that nowadays. But back, I wouldn't have expected this then. No, not in 1990. Right. Flesh and blood. What do you got for us? Oh, my gosh. I have my favorite poison song. Let it play. Here we go. Something like that. Come on. Yeah. That it's, song. It's, it's just undeniable. Oh my God, that song is so good. I'm wondering what people are going to think when this pops up in the feed and they see that we're doing a Poison episode. Because like you said, sometimes they're a punchline. I wonder if people are going to be like, Poison, I don't care for Poison. Well, like, there's going to be people that will be like, all right, fucking Poison. And then yeah. there's going to be people like, do I want to hear this? But there's people like that with every band. That's true. And they've got that big tour coming up with Motley Crue and Def Leppard, which is going to be sick. Who... Here's my here's my here's my thoughts on this tour. Yeah, Joan's gonna come out and nail it because she's gonna be playing a short set. Joan, oh, is Joan, Joan Jett? On? Joan, oh, Jett's, Joan was on the other tour. No, Joan Jett's first. Oh my God, Joan live is so damn good. I just saw her at the Bull. I saw her yeah. in Arizona open for Cheap Trick. I oh my God, I love yeah, her show. She, she kills her show it. is great. She's great. So she's gonna come out, sets a beautiful table. Yeah, she's gonna kill it. Poison comes out. They're no nonsense. They give you the hits. They're going to come out. Yeah. They're going to play the hits. Which aren't their best songs. Yeah, might throw something else in. But if you're, if you're a casual fan or if you're not you're a gonna Poison fan, you're going to go, this is pretty great. Yeah, yeah. Then Def Leppard's going to come out and kill it because they it. still kill it. Yes. And then I actually think the crew's going to have a tough time. 
Oh, following Def Leppard? I really think they're going to have a tough time. Yeah, I've seen Def Leppard in concert quite a bit, probably yeah. more than any of those other bands Me too. besides Kiss. Me too. Because they just put on such a great show, they're, and every single song is good. Every single song. I'm not like going to the bathroom. and I get a bladder infection at Def Leppard <laughs> because I don't leave to go to the bathroom. And what I like about Def Leppard, Leppard is when I sit there and watch them, I know that there's no... Um, I know that they're friends. Like, I feel it. Like, I feel that these five guys are having a great time. They love each other. They yeah. really do. Do you know who's like the unsung hero of Def Leppard? is Vivian Campbell. And Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's so good. And and the, I, I'm not being like name droppy or whatever, but one of my friends got me backstage. I've been backstage at Def Leppard a couple of times. People know when, they, when we, you've been on the show and we talk that you, okay. and, I, you and I are lucky enough sometimes We're to lucky get... We're lucky sometimes, to get, to get, yeah places that people yeah. wish they could get. We're just lucky. We're just lucky. Yeah. yeah. And and we care. Like we want to we be there. We want to be there. We don't we don't think it's like I don't go like who cares? Oh yeah, sure. I'll go. like I hate those people. Like, yeah, I I, I was backstage. I, I didn't really care. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh my it's god. Amazing. When they walked out, they walked right by me and I looked at Rick Savage like he was a giant pork chop. I was just like, oh my God, I've loved you my whole life. My god. Like and my friend kept making fun of me. And then he's like, Do you want to meet Rick's base tech? And I'm like, Yes. Yeah, I'll meet anyone. Yes, I want to meet him. And I was like, oh my God. God, I, you're so great. Like the, mm-hmm. it sounds so great and you do great work and you know, yeah. the base yep. tech, these guys work so hard. They like work, people yep. don't know that. So I was on Vivian's side. I wasn't Viv, you know, I was on his side. Sav. <laughs> Sav. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Sav. His pick says that. Yeah. I have his pick. Of course. Um, and so, um, the, uh, I could hear his feed. I could, his monitor oh, okay. and his microphone. And I'm like, he has a good voice. Wow. I know they use back, you know, backing um, tracks and whatever for some background vocals. Sure, who the hell cares? Yeah, those vocals are so hard, and the way they recorded those back in the day, it was right. like you know they they recorded over themselves like fifty times. Like they can't do that live. Yeah, it's so hard. You, so you need it. So so what? But you listen to his voice, and I was so blown away. I was like, man, he should sing more. Because they have that one song where they each sing their own yes, part. Yes, I love that song. Yeah, and I can't remember what it's called, but they played it at the residency when I went yeah. in Vegas. And I'm like, Viv, tear yep. it up. It's on the album that came out a couple years ago that's just called Def Leppard. Okay, just, that's the one. Okay. But yeah, I like that song a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was, uh, I, this was many, many years ago, but I saw that, um, uh, oh my God, I'm, and I just, we just mentioned his name and I forget, uh, Vivian Campbell. Uh-huh. Uh, Vivian was playing with some with some friends down at the uh, Molly Malone's. Is that what it's called? Oh my god, I would have died. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get down there. And then he and then he signed my uh, X. Do you call it X or do you call it Ten? Oh, Def Leppard. He signed that CD for me, and yeah. it was super cool. I was like, hey man, big fan. <laughs> he's just like, hey, nice to see you. Yeah, but um, people don't realize he's been in the band, you know, for over twenty years. It's what it's. Yeah, he seems like the new guy, and he's been there. He's been there for a long time. Longer than you know, then, um, Steve Clark was in the band. Yeah. That was unfortunate. That was unfortunate, but that was sad, but they did, they picked a, you know, I feel like that's a band that they picked someone that they could get along with. Like he wasn't just a great player, but they're like, Oh, we like him as a person and we need that in this band. And that voice, I'm telling you, like, you know, just next time you go, keep an eye on, on Viv. If you're on his side, just pay extra attention. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I I sure hope Motley Crue is getting uh, in shape right now. Yeah, I've seen Vince a lot. Actually, the Vince Neal show at the Rose was the very first time I ever got actual tinnitus. The mix was so loud. I was there. 
Oh, remember you, the, you left, didn't you? No, no, no. I left. Ace. Oh, you left, I left Ace. Ace. No, yeah. no. I and I was backstage because um, oh, my uh, my friend's uh, brother-in-law is um, Zoltan's yes, cousin or yeah, something, right? Zoltan's sister-in-law. Oh, okay, is that's my right. Friend. So I was backstage the whole time. So I didn't. Um, I was behind them. The oh my mind. God. Thank God. Because we were, uh, we were, I was with two of my friends and then they're a really good friend who actually has since passed away. Mm. She was sick. She had cancer Oh my God! and that she was weak and they ran out of earplugs because everybody was like, I can't fuck it. And it was so bad and that, um, it was hard to enjoy it. So I went, um, and we got her like napkins and we were shoving napkins <laughs> in our ears it's Tough. and then in the car on the way home, we couldn't have a conversation cause no one could hear each other. And she got sick after that. Like it, it made wow. her so weak and sick. And then my friend Marty does backline for Vince and he's like, Hey, uh, you want to come tomorrow night to the Saban? And I'm like, Oh my God, I can't hear. I can't do it. So, but I still went, you need to get yourself, uh, you, need went. To, you need to invest in some, uh, some nice I earplugs. have earplugs. I have. Did you forget them? I did. I usually have some in my purse. Yeah. Oh no, that's not true. I had one pair and I gave it to the, to our, fr- our friend Tina who, who, you know, had cancer. Yeah. And I gave it to her. I did have earplugs. I gave them to her and we were shoving napkins in her ears. When the show, when the shows are, when it's that loud, it's tough. It wasn't, it was hard to enjoy. And we were all on the left side, right underneath the speakers. Cause I need to be as close to Dana yeah. as possible. Yeah. And we were like in his face, but it was, it was just, I, and I asked him, I go, was that you or the club? He goes, that was us that did the mix. I go, it was uncomfortably, painfully loud. Yeah. That's, uh, the small venues out here. I always, always try to remember to take my earplugs. Have you ever had tinnitus? Um, I don't know. Oh my God. It's awful. We, we couldn't it, hear each it, other in the is, car. I mean, I've, 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 uh, I've come home from shows and my wife is talking to me and I've, I've had to say, I yeah, can't, I, I had it for days, ringing and trouble hearing, like muffled hearing. It was really weird. I was like, whoa. Yeah. The first time I saw Iron Maiden in 2015 and that was at the forum and it was, and I had it at, at, at the forum. Oh, I mean, a giant, I mean, it was so loud. Whoa. Cause those guys are deaf cause they're old. <laughs> and they're, yeah. They're deaf. And then, uh, I said this a couple of weeks ago, the loudest show I was ever at was at the um, at the Fonda, it was Adam Ant. It was I know, I know, right? Who who knew? But I was on the floor, close, and it was so loud. <laughs> Adam Ant, that's weird. I know it is, but uh, it was so piercing. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, and and just really quick, I know we're talking about poison, but everyone yeah. who says, "Oh, Vince didn't sound good." Vince sounded great both times I saw him that week. He sounded great, and then I saw him again. After the dirt came out, they did, a, you know, they did some yeah. shows and I was just like, dude, where is everybody? We were at the Rose and there was no, no. one there. I'm like, no. where and is everyone? I'm a big, I'm a big Vince basher, but that night he did sound, he sounded, he sounded great. great, but Vince Neil playing 20 songs a night he, because he, he only did 10, some, he only did 10 songs that night. It was a very, no, I think he did less. It was yeah, a short, was a very set. short set. Yeah. He's very heavy. Yeah. And this is a major this is a major stadium tour where you're following three solid bands. I don't care if Tommy's uh, drum risers on on a on a merry-go-round or what. You need to, you need to get it together. This thing because as soon as those videos hit YouTube, it's going to be tough cuz did you yeah. see the David Lee Roth videos from his Vegas re- Vegas residency? No, but he's opening for Kiss. I'm going to see him. Wait, do you go watch some of those videos Is when you get not, a chance? It's not good. No. Oh no, I love DLR. <laughs> I know, but he's just not 
Here's what I, I yeah. David Lee Roth cracks me up because he's kept his body in tip top physical shape. He's a good looking dude. But mm-hmm. the thing that makes him money, he has not kept that in shape. His mm, voice. That's a bummer. It well, is a bummer. It's hard for, I think it's really hard. Pat and I could talk for days, by we the could. way, about our same taste in music. But I think, I think, after, you know, it's like with Paul Stanley, it's like after all these years mm-hmm. and hitting all those high notes and yeah. screaming to all those, you know, yeah. although Biff from Saxon sounds pretty damn good for 69 years yeah. old or whatever. But, you know, just, and Sammy Hagar too, he sounded unbelievable yeah. when I saw him. I just think, you know, it's just, it's got to be just harder for, I mean, Elton John had throat surgery. I mean, yeah. you know, and he's it's not, tough. Yeah, it's got to be tough. I so, can't imagine. Anyway, fing- fingers crossed for Motley Crue is all I'm saying because yeah. they've, they've uh, they're not following three no-name bands. They're they're following three multi-platinum. Bands. Any yeah. of those bands could do a headline tour. Well, the guy who did the vocals for The Dirt, mm-hmm. um, he's the lead singer of a Motley Crue cover band, okay. tribute band, and the bass player is actually the bass player for Atomic Punks, which is the Van Halen cover band. Correct. And the lead singer of this band, I think, also replaced... Um, um, Ralph slash Michael Starr mm-hmm. from Steel Panther. He used to be the lead singer of Atomic Bomb. Yes, he was great. Yeah, oh my God. He's so good. Yeah, yeah, he's great. And so they did Motley Crue at this Oktoberfest and we went, because my friend's favorite band is Motley Crue, so you know we went to see the tribute band. They were unbelievably good. They were so good. And then the guys, they're like, this guy did all the vocals for Brett, uh, for Vince Neil in the dirt and it was spot on i thought and i'm thinking that guy's okay, gonna be getting a call in may that's what i think <laughs> i think they're gonna be like dude just you gotta come out help us out you know maybe they double up vocals and they yeah. have him there because he literally sounds exactly like this. Yeah. i was really impressed All it was right. good we, we we will see we will see what happens when crew hits the road you're going to that show i assume oh my god yeah absolutely <laughs> i'll only go if i can get free tickets <laughs> i wish i All could right. get free tickets of that one Flesh and Blood, uh, that's where we're at. We took a, we took a, we didn't really take a turn. We talked music. We did. Uh, this is Ride the Wind. Yeah. Hot to fire. Streets of stone. Modern warriors. Satellite horses of chrome. Taste of Just, just when you're getting into it, we have to fade it down. Oh, I love that song. It's such a good song. <laughs> I always wonder if people that listen to the show are like, no, don't fade to no, play the rest. But then they go all. by the song. They go by the, the song. Point. That's for sure. They go by the song. You should buy this album. Even if you've never listened to Poison, this, yeah, this is Flesh just a and fun pretty great rock album. and roll yeah. record. What's your next song off Flesh and Blood? Three times platinum. Didn't sell as much as Open Up and Say Ah, but it was the 90s. Nirvana ruined music in the 90s. <sighs> Grunge ruined it. They didn't ruin it. I but you, I mean, people like me were still listening to this and buying people this. People like me and you still listen to this. Yeah, we still listen to this. I mean, I'm going to listen to this whole record on my way home. Um, the song that I chose second was Life Loves a Tragedy. Let's see if it does. 
I could have just kept letting that one play. Oh, this song's so good. And it's one of those poison songs where they like doing that thing where, because the first minute of the song is like all acoustic. Yeah. You know, and they have those things where, you know, they're talking in the studio or they've got like this acoustic beginning, you know, kind of like rock bottom. Yeah. I know I keep referring to Kiss, but I know you know exactly That's okay. what I mean. We know. People I know. know. People know. They expect bottom. it. They expect yeah. Courtney. Courtney's on the show. There's going to be some Kiss talk. <laughs> but I love that when there's like this really beautiful acoustic beginning and you're like, oh, this is pretty. And then you're like, oh, baby, we're not done yet. Bam. And then like that guitar <laughs> comes in and the drums and it's like, boom, 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 boom. And I love that song. Yeah. The drums sounded great on that. Oh, my gosh. That's such a good one. All right. My second song is an obvious choice, but I really do really, really love this song. Uh, it's, it's a ballad. It's something to believe in, but I really think that, that Brett really has a lot of maturity in these lyrics, like yeah. talking, talking and singing about some serious subject matter here, you know, mm-hmm. suicide and veterans. And I mean, it's, um, look, if this, this is every other Bon Jovi song, but this was new for Poison. Yeah. Okay, so something to believe in. My best friend died a lonely man So Paul Springs Hotel room I got the call last Christmas Eve And they told me the news I tried all night not to break down and cry As the tears rolled down my face I felt so cold and empty like a lost soul out of place And the mirror, mirror on the wall See my smile fades again I give my something to believe in I give my something to believe in I give my something to believe in I give my Yeah, I just love it. I could hear Bon Jovi singing that song. <laughs> yeah. It's very Bon Jovi, yeah. What a what a great Bon Jovi double bill. Brian Adams opening for Bon Jovi this summer. Did you see the Brian Adams Def Leppard tour? Yes, I did. It in, worked. In, the, in the uh in the um uh, the old Verizon. I saw it at the uh, minor minor league baseball stadiums. They oh, did it. Cool. They did that uh 
many, many years ago when I first moved out here. But um, that worked. Yeah, it really did work because I was like, this doesn't, this kind of doesn't go together. Oh, no, it does. Brian Adams, showman. Yep. And they've both been produced by Mutt Lang. So they had that connection. Oh, cool. Yeah. So um, there's, you know, every summer I think, wow, there's a lot of tours. This summer, it seems like there's a ton of tours. I'm going to be broke because Squeeze is coming too yeah, in the with, spring with Hall & Oates. Hall & Oates to the and, Hollywood Bowl. And they're doing their own shows. I just bought my Hollywood Bowl tickets yesterday and I don't buy tickets. I'm not one of those people that's a months in advance ticket no. person. But Squeeze at the Bowl is like, um, Squeeze is one of my absolute favorite bands. They're tied for first place with Crowded House. Those are my two favorite bands of all time mm-hmm. since I was in middle school. Like I love them. So I'm just like beside myself. And it's going to be great. And their nights off from Hall & Oates, they're playing smaller venues. That's a good double bill too. Great it's double bill. a great bill. double bill. The, um, on my drive in today, my friend uh, Amy uh, sent me a message. The Go-Go's are playing at the Orpheum. Oh, dude, I'm so there. When's that? June 30th and July 1st. Oh my God, I'm going to have no money by next September. I I don't have a connection at the Orpheum and... um, and Kathy Valentine's been on the show, but she yeah. hasn't, she hasn't, she's usually not able to get me tickets because they know so many people in LA. Yeah. Cause they're and, an LA band. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I'm, I think those go on sale Friday. I'm definitely buying GoGo's tickets. Oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to that. Yeah. Because when they, they played the Hollywood bowl, I think two years ago, I was there fourth of July weekend, Yeah, I was but there. Gina was sick and she wasn't she there. She was sick and her tech played and he did a great and job. He did a great job, but yeah. I've still never seen, that was the first time I saw the GoGo's. So I still haven't seen all of them. So that was one of my first concerts. My first concert was the Beach Boys. My second concert was the Go Go's with In Excess when no one knew who In Excess oh was. Oh my God. That's, did In Excess open? Yes. Wow. And as a little kid, I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Oh, sorry. I'm like, <laughs> you can say fuck on this show. I was like, this is fucking awesome. Like, even as a little kid, I'm like, who is this band? Oh my God. You know? I'm so sad that Michael Hutchins is not with us so that we could go see In Excess and, and Hall and Oates and, and Squeeze oh. and all. That you know they'd be touring every summer. People who've never seen Squeeze, I'm telling you right now, they sound better That's than ever. That's what Siegel said. They are, oh, Mike and I had a ball yeah. at Squeeze. I mean, I felt bad for him because I'm so into Squeeze that I'm so nerdy <laughs> that like during Love's Crashing Waves, there were like four people standing up and I was one of them. <laughs> we'll try to get our, we'll, we'll try to get that Squeeze episode done uh, closer to the start of the tour. Oh my gosh. See, I have a Hollywood Bowl connection as of last summer. So Ooh, lucky. I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping to, uh, to score. You need to come to that. I oh, mean, Hall and Oates, I mean, oh my gosh, they're great live too. I mean. Well, I know Hall and Oates management, they got me, t- they've got me tickets like the last four times Hall and Oates have come through. So I won't go, th- I won't go to them again, but, um, I mean, I won't go to that well yet a fifth time, but, uh, yeah, Hall and Oates is great. Oh, Fantastic. All right, moving on. 1993. We got now. We got some changes in the lineup. Oh, we both didn't pick Unskinny Bop. I just realized that. Um, I don't know what that song's about. I, I feel like it. Uh, is it's that about a- sleeping with heavier <laughs> women? I think so. Yeah, I just I don't know why. I mean, it's catchy, but then when I hear the lyrics, I'm like, I don't, I don't really care for this. Nice harmonies, though. Yeah, good chorus. Um, oh, here, I'll play this real quick. This was, uh, they had a live album out in 1991 called Swallow This Live, and they did have one studio track called So Tell Me Why. But the production stinks. It's all muddy. I can barely hear him. I know. It's produced by Poison. He's in the basement and he locked the cellar door. I can't hear him. 
actually, I guess there were four new studio tracks on this album. Oh. Souls on Fire, Only Time Will Tell, and No More Looking Back. All right. Some bands can't produce themselves. That, there's proof. It's hard to see yourself. Yeah. You need, some bands need that outside force. Yeah. So now we're getting to the, uh, the Kotzen years. We're getting to the Richie Kotzen. This is Native Tongue produced by Richie Zito. This album went gold. 1993, though, to go gold, Poison, that's respectable. Totally. Richie Zito produced the first Bad English album, a couple of Cheap Trick albums, Ooh, some Heart albums, uh, the Big Eddie Money Comeback albums. So yeah, um, oh, so they hooked up with a good uh, producer. Oh, this again. album's fantastic. The, this last one, um, Flesh and Blood and Native Tongue are the two just standouts. Mm-hmm. Go listen to them, you guys. Just the, listen to this. And I mean... On paper, or for me, Richie Kotzen is a better guitarist than CeCe, but... He's a but different he's, guitarist, yeah. I think he's better. He's, but but I don't know that he works, but he doesn't work as well in Poison as CeCe does. Does that make sense? CeCe is, is he's poison. poison. CeCe's poison. Yeah. I mean, this was probably a tough time for CeCe. I know they asked him to leave the band, and he was having issues personally, and you know, you saw that yeah. documentary where he's like, it used to be the house of whores, and now it's the house That's of horrors. <laughs> you know? And <laughs> I remember that line, too, remember from, that? from behind the music. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, but then, uh, you know, he got it, he struggled, and he got it together. Yeah. I have so much respect for yep. people who get sober and, and make, do the work. It's I mean, Joe Walsh, I mean, the Eagles getting back together probably saved Joe Walsh's life because they said the only way they would do it with him is if he got clean and he mm-hmm. did. And that's over 20 years ago easily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you ever hear CC's uh, Samantha seven album? No, I'll send it to you. Okay. It, I'll listen it, to that. It's it produced by Jack blades. Okay, cool. CC's on lead vocal on mm-hmm. all the tracks. It's a, it's a, it's a trio. I love it. I think it's so fun. Okay. I'll send it to you. I, I'll try to remember to do that later tonight. Okay, so uh, I don't love this album oh because my God, I love it. It's too, there's too many songs. There's 15 it, songs it's is too long. many. Yeah, it's too many long. songs. I think I'd like it better if it was 10 or 11. But um, what's your first song? The obvious. I picked Stand. Yeah, and I picked Stand too. So, uh, so we both like Stand. Yeah. And, and it's great. So here we go. See, but you can tell that's not CC. No. You know what I mean? It's so different. We all carry the cross and speak what we're taught. It's twanging. Love it. It is. Become the white man's God. We burn all our bridges one too many times. The time has come now to draw the line. You know you got to stand. So good. Speaking of the Eagles, Timothy B. Schmidt does backing vocals on this album. Oh, that's cool. Sheila E. plays percussion on a couple of tracks. Who's the woman doing the backup vocals on this song? Because it's badass. Maybe it's not a... Oh, oh the, first, the, the first AME church choir? 
Oh, that's right. There's a choir There's a because choir, yeah. Richie Kotzen is friends with um, the guy I produce my show with, with Izzy Presley. And he has oh, a cool. show, he has a podcast called Another FM Podcast. And Richie was on it and he was talking about this album um, because he wrote the whole thing pretty much yeah. with Brett Michaels. Yep. And um, he was saying that like they gave him total creative control. He could do pretty much whatever he wanted. And that's why it was so much fun. And I, I, it is definitely different. Like if you were to play that song for somebody and go guess which band that it, this is, they wouldn't go poison. They wouldn't say poison at all because no. it doesn't sound like poison no, at all. It doesn't. It doesn't sound poisony. But the songs I think are appropriate for the time. Yeah. And I think the melodies are beautiful. And I like Richie Kotzen's solo stuff. He doesn't like my comedy, but I. How do you know that? Did he tell you? Oh my god! Someone I, tell you? I bombed in front of him once. He was at well. The, then that doesn't mean he doesn't like your comedy. Oh my god! He, he saw was, you on a bad night. He was looking at me like, and I saw him immediately. I'm like looking at the crowd, and I'm like, oh good, my god, there's Richie Kotzen. Because he's good looking. He's a good looking dude. Yeah. And and he's right in the middle, and I'm like, oh my god, there's Richie Kotzen. I'm a fan of his. And I'm looking at him, and I'm just looking. He was looking at me like with anger and, <laughs> and rage. Like he was just like, get <laughs> off the stage. Oh, he no. didn't smile or anything. I was so bummed because after the show, I wanted to be like. Hey, I'm a really big fan. I wanted to meet you and say hi, but I was like avoiding him because I bombed so bad in front of him. That's the worst when you bomb <laughs> when you when you do stand up and you bomb and then you just don't want it. You want to avoid everybody. It was an everybody bomb night. You know, it was like just one of those bad nights right. where it just sucked. And it was just like brutal. But I remember him looking at me with just contempt. And I was just like <laughs> so disappointed. And my heart was broken. Um, and then like there was a party after that show for like another band that that I'm friendly with. And they were or Enough's Enough. And they were over mm -hmm. at the Viper Room. And he came there with one of the other guys. I forget which band he's in. But they came over and they were just like avoiding me. Like they didn't even want to make eye contact with me. And I'm like, oh my God, my heart is broken. But oh, and Richie, terrible. you might hate my comedy, but I love But she your still music. loves you, Richie. I love your music. I uh, think you're amazing. All right. Well, I had stand also, so I'm gonna to jump to strike up the band. This also doesn't sound like poison. Not at all. Now it does. Yeah. When we strike up the man. It's heavy though. That's a heavy, chunky guitar there mm -hmm. that was my guitar impression mm -hmm. all right courtney you got one more off native tongue oh my gosh this song is amazing seven days over you wasting my time by this telephone line waiting on your call to come through i should be already Seven days over you Seven days Seven days over you Yeah Seven days Seven days over you Seven 
Ooh, that piano. That is some keyboard. That song is a hit. I'm not a record producer. I'm not a music business person, but that song is a hit. I really believe that. If that song came out on the radio, like, that song's a hit. I, I, that's an encore song for me. I, I don't even know if they play this live anymore. I'm, I know they did, like, when they were touring with this album, mm-hmm. but, like, oh, my God, that song is... I just think it's so amazing. And then I read this interview with Brett and he said that when they were writing it, um, he said at first it was just me and Richie singing the chorus. And then Zito Mm -hmm. suggested that they bring in the first church choir. And then he said, I was negative. And then until I heard all 35 of them singing in the little room and I was blown away. That's what he said. So yeah, that song is just, it has so many parts yeah. you know it's it's got so many you know it's like one of those poison things he likes let's start it off slow and then let's hit him in the face and it's like you would you would think that the success of foreigners i want to know what love is uh would have opened anyone up to having a choir brought in for one of their songs the choirs are, are a good thing and it's good it's good especially if you're a band of a certain um ilk or if you're you're in a box that people think you're in like like maybe a poison to add a choir there really opens it up to people being like wow that's really that's something amazing. Yeah, so. not not like a castrated boys choir. Right. You can't always no. get what you want, but like that <laughs> soulful, like you know, female voice. Mm-hmm. Like I, yeah, this song is a hundred percent winner. I, I like this album cover too. I know it. I don't know if the brown jumps off the 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 LP racks, but I do like it. I do. It's, it goes with the native tongue. It's still better than open up and say ugh. <laughs> Open up and say, ugh. <laughs> Open up and say, ugh. Um, yeah, I don't know who's deciding on the uh, art direction mm-hmm. for Poison, but they need to have a talk with that person. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> even worse. Go look at the Brett Michael solo album covers that he releases. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's like someone Photoshopping. It's terrible. They're terrible. Oh he my uses God. like the same photo a lot too. It's just his, his blue eyes and a bandana. It's awful. Okay, so now we're coming up to... This is kind of this is a, this is a, this is an oddity. This is crack a smile. Okay, yeah. And this was recorded in 94 95 produced by John Perdell uh, and Dwayne Barron. They produced Ozzy's No More Tears album and um, and then it wasn't released until 2000. And Richie Kotzen is kicked out of the band because he sleeps with one of the guys. Ricky Rocket's fiance. Sleeps with Ricky Rocket's fiance. He, he Did they break a- up then? I don't know what the whole thing is, but he said on the podcast that I, I heard this a while ago, mm-hmm. but he, he said that, um, it was like blown out of proportion and it really wasn't as big of a deal as everybody thought it was. And mm-hmm. that he's still really good. He's still friendly with everyone in the band. Okay. But I can see how that could have happened. Oh, in the, in the behind that's the music, happens. they said they just drive the bus to the side of the road and kick them out. Right. Is, oh, is that what happened? I think that's what they say in behind the music. Oh, then he must be downplaying it because it's humiliating. Yeah. Well, because in the middle of nowhere, you just get kicked out on the highway with your bag. Someone was probably telling jokes on the bus, and he was staring at them blank face with contempt. <laughs> he has no sense of humor. Um, that's really too bad. Well, he must have messed up really bad, because the yeah. guy writes a good song. I mean, he yep. writes a beautiful song. And then he moves on to uh, to take over Paul Gilbert's place in Mr. Big for a couple albums. Oh, I didn't know he was in Mr. Big. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's on, He's on. Uh, I like the albums that he does with Mr. Big. Oh, I got to listen to that now. two of those, yeah. I got to listen to that uh, now. And uh, Richie Zito produces uh, the one. I think it's called, um, uh, what's it called? It's a, it's a, it's a play on, on um, uh, I Matt forget. Star from I forget really what bands it is. and Mr. Big. I forget. But anyway, so this comes out in 2000. The guitarist is a guy I've never heard of. 
I never heard of him before, and I've never really heard of him since. Blues Saracino is the guy's name? Nope. You know who that is? Nope. And this album is not my favorite. This is I only like one song on this album. I had and trouble we, finding two. And we both picked it. Yeah. So let's just, I'm going to play that one right now, if you don't mind. No, let's do it. Tragically Unhip, but it's a great tune. It's got good lyrics. Yeah, I like it. bit about Blue Saracino. Saracino's high profile uh, as a gifted guitar virtuoso and musician opened the doors to an early career as a first call guitar sideman and session musician. Mm. Saracino is most often recognized from his time playing with Jack Bruce and Ginger Baker. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah, the guy's only 48 years old right now. Well, born he must in have been young. Yeah. Uh, and his uh, brief tenure with the rock band Poison. If anyone out there has ever seen Blue Saracino tour with Poison, I'd love to know how that was because yeah. I don't. He doesn't seem like the the go to choice. It's just I don't know. Well, I uh, mean, session musicians. I mean, that's a hard job to get. Yeah, and you got to play all that different stuff. He must be very versatile. Yeah. So I don't know. Do you want to play anything else off this album? I mean, you, No Ring No Gets is like fun, okay, but we'll play it. But I did. This is not my favorite. Yeah, me neither. It's manufactured. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like that yeah, one. Yeah, that's good. That's the most poisony song on this record, yeah. I thought. Like, I could hear, that would fit on Look What the Cat Dragged In. Absolutely. And then, I don't know, then, I don't know what really happened with Poison. It seems like a lot of inactivity from... Well, Brett nine, went solo right here, he right? Went, yeah, he goes solo, and, you know, he holds all the cards, really, because he can go out, he can go out as the Brett Michaels band and play all these Poison songs, yep. and they're probably going to sound pretty good. That's why I like the Vince Neil band, because it's yeah. Slaughter, and Zoltan's exciting. Yeah. yeah. And so that's just a fun show. Yeah, so the, the, so the other guy, because the other guys in Poison, to my knowledge, I don't know what they do when Poison, like I know Ricky Rocket is a big uh, ad, you know activist and stuff, but I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what the, they do to make a living when Poison isn't 
doing something. You know what mm. I'm saying? They probably still have money left over from the first three albums. I hope since they <laughs> since they share writing credit, they probably do because yeah. these these, and these songs pop up in a lot of movies and stuff. So all the time. Nothing but a good time is in like yeah. fifty movies. Yeah. So they they've they've got some mailbox money for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh but yeah again Brent holds holds the the cards. He does, yeah. But um so in two thousand they release an album called Power to the People. Yes. Which is his live album. Uh, CeCe's back. That was basically telling everyone, hey, Poison's back with CeCe. Here's a live album. And then there's five uh, studio tracks. And I like every single one of those I, studio I tracks. I do too. They're good. They're really good. Like yeah. I, when, when, when I heard those tracks after, you know, Crack a Smile, I was, I was just like, wow. They're better than these, anything on Crack a Smile. Yeah, it, better than anything on Crack a Smile. So what do you got for us? Uh, you got you got can't bring me down. Yeah, let's hear it. My baby don't get it, so my job I quit it. Bust my ass till I barely get paid. People like to put me down, and just because I hang around, don't they understand it's my way? Good rock so and roll good. song, yeah. So good. I'm going to jump into, there's one here. This is the first time Cece gets a lead vocal. And it's a song called, I Hate Every Bone in Your Body <laughs> But Mine. It's funny. Now this is exactly what Cece's solo album sounds like. <laughs> That's awesome. It's really I love I love the feel of it. You and know his uh, his and again his Samantha Seven album. That's what it sounds like. He's the Michael Anthony of Poison with those backing vocals. Yeah. Like it just like where are you, CC? Oh, you're back. Yeah. Oh my god, it sounds so good. And you wouldn't think with the, the way his speaking voice is that the, back, that the backing <laughs> vocals would be like that. No, I mean you know what? If that was like from like 1979, 1980, I could hear him like fronting like a punk band yeah, or like yeah. you know some like super power like like some super like power poppy kind of band yep. with that voice. I love it. Well, I can't wait then for you to hear this Samantha seven. seven I'm going to like it. I think. Yeah. Uh, Richie Zito produced the, uh, studio tracks on power to the people. And this is another one. Cause I love these songs. This yeah, these is called, this is called the last song. When I lost my way, you were my light. When the others wrong me, you did me right. When I look, Tell me lies You tell me the truth Your words say get me through This is all I've got This is all I say If this were my last day This is my last song It's all I got 
Give me something to believe in. <laughs> Maybe that's why I like it. Yeah, it sounds like something uh, to believe in. All right, so moving on, 2002, and this is the last proper original studio album from Poison. 2000, that's 18 years ago. That's crazy. These guys haven't made, these guys haven't written and recorded new music as a band in 18 years. They're going to do, a, they do a covers album. We'll talk about that in a minute. Oh yeah, it's so good. But this is, um... This album's called Hollyweird, and I was excited when it came out because it had been so long since, because I liked those last five songs so much mm -hmm. that I was so excited for this album. And it has some moments, but it's not. It's it not, can't follow the other it's one. It's not great. Yeah, it's not great. What do you got for us off of Hollyweird? I got Devil Woman in the beginning is the best part. All right, here we go. Mr. Rocket, give me some drums. Did a cowbell episode. There's some cowbell. Yeah, way to go, Ricky Rocket. That's a cool song. The beginning is awesome. That uh, yeah, I do like that song too. That's a good one. And I went with a song called because I just think this is fun. This song off Holly Weird 2002. This is called Wishful Thinking. Hollywood gonna be a big rock star. He could play a million riffs on uh, this guitar now. Two jobs can't get a break Takes little white pills to stay awake No record deal, just make him scream Wasn't like this in his dream Wishful thinking Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me, go Wishful thinking Let's go that is so 90s I know. rock. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. 90s rock in 2002. Yeah. Uh, your next one is Stupid, Stoned, and Dumb. It's funny. Let's hear it. It's clever. I'm about as sad as they come. Yeah, I'm stupid, stoned, and dumb. I'm a pretty pitiful sight. Get myself right. Boy, I can't get this girl out of my head. I just know she's got another man in a bed. They said, Brett, let us give you some advice. In Hollywood, love don't come easy, it comes at a price. So your girlfriend is a dance, she makes love for money. You stick with a ring, ring, 
CC sings three songs on this. He sings Emperor's New Clothes, Living in the Now. And the album closes out with two songs called Home. One's called CC's Story, and mm-hmm. CC sings that. And one's called Brett's Story, and he sings that. And they both sing music, different lyrics. And it's fun. It's interesting. Hmm. Uh, I didn't my, get that far. My <laughs> I stopped at Stupid, Stone and Dumb. Uh, the last song on the album was, the, was released as the first single, like way in advance of the album. This is called Rockstar. Typical lyrics. So nothing groundbreaking here. I want to be a cowboy. <laughs> you can be my cowgirl. It's okay. Yeah, I like yeah, it. It's I fine. Mean, it's just the other ones are so good that yeah. you're expecting that same like melodic, yeah. like great guitar openings where you're just like, I could listen to the beginnings of like so many Poison songs yeah. and then just stop them there and be and be cool. And because, be cool. Be satisfied. So good. Did uh now? Do you think? Okay, it's been 18 years. Do you think? that Poison will ever make new Poison music? Or is that ship sailed for them? Are they not, are they, do they not want to do it? Nobody buys music anymore. I know. Everybody's, you know, I try, I buy I, tickets, I buy music. Yeah. Like I support the bands I love because I want them to keep going and keep, you know, coming right. back because their music makes me happy. So I feel like, you know, if they were to make a new song, then... I think if they, I think it's going to determine, you know, after this tour that yeah. they do, like, you know, people might want some new music and maybe afterwards at merch, they're selling a CD of like a new, two new songs and yeah. you can only get it at the show at the merch. And that would be smart because I would buy it. Yeah. Wouldn't you? I would. Yeah. I would, look, if they released a full album, I would buy it. Yeah. If it was like two new songs and yeah. then like two live cuts, yeah. you know, of like, you know, whatever, Every, everybody, everybody's going to buy that. I feel. In the, I, I think. I feel in the digital age that you don't have to, or a jump drive, whatever. You yeah. get a little jump drive. But like, I feel like a band could just release an album just digitally with no physical element at all. I mean, I still love the physical stuff, but you know what I'm saying. I do and, too, yeah. and doesn't cut? Doesn't that cut out a lot of your production cost? If oh, you just tons. But I feel like when you, when as soon as your song gets online, everybody goes to Spotify and listens to it, and the band gets paid point zero 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 two cents, True. like. And, you know, I always feel bad, like, yeah. you know, like if I use Spotify, which I do sometimes, I, the songs that I play, I also own them on iTunes. I just like Spotify. You just play it. Some, That's your preferred method of playing. Well, they have, I make most of my mixes I've made on Spotify. Yeah. So before I switch to uh, Apple Music. All right, here we go. 2007. It's not new Poison music, but it's it's a covers album. I love the title, Poisoned, mm-hmm. with apostrophe D. They took these songs and they poisoned them, so they made them their own. Uh, I'm not a fan of covers records. There's only a few that I truly like. Uh, Enough's Enough has an amazing covers I've album. I've never heard that one. Oh, my God, it's so good. They do Believe It or Not. You know, the And who's th- singing on that album? 
Is it is Donny V? Donny V. Mm-hmm. And there's one I, song I that Chip does. He does the Stroke, but which w- is good. Donny's not in Enough's Enough right now. No, Chip's Enough's the lead singer now. Why don't Chip and Donny? Are they they don't get along? I don't know. You know, I, I really don't know. But have you heard Donnie's solo album that came out? I, I, I did not. I'm giving it to you because it is. It was my favorite album of the year. Mm-hmm. It is one of the best new albums I've heard by somebody I've loved for a long time. Pretty much the, one of the best I've ever heard. See, so you, 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 will still, you will still buy music I do. from artists you love. And I so actually, do I. Actually, I did the, um, you know, the... Liner notes? No, not the liner <laughs> notes. But Artwork? I, you did the artwork? I did the artwork. No, I did the, um, you know, you like pay in advance and you buy your copy in advance. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Pledge, I, pledge music? I did pledge music for that album. Yeah. And I was so glad. And then he said, everybody who did pledge... For the album, send me your picture, and I'm putting everyone's pictures on the cover. And I, I missed that email oh. to everybody because I could, I could have been on the cover. Could have been on the cover. I love him so much. Um, Pat, I'm going to send it to you, and then you're going to call me after you listen I to will it listen and be to like, it. "Oh my God, thank you for this." Send it. I'll listen to it. Okay. Okay. So they did. Uh, they picked some cool songs for their covers album. I will give them that. What's the first one that we're going to hear that you picked? I picked the obvious, the video. What I like about you. This is this uh, song by the Romantics. Yeah, here we go. Big, 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 big time producer on this album. Don was produced this Whoa, album. Oh, I know. Okay, cool. So that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty cool. When I when I picked this album up and I saw who produced, it, I'm like, how did they get hooked up with Don? Was it just doesn't seem like a? It doesn't seem like Poison would be on Don Was's radar, is what I want to say. But they, you know, they did that song. You know, they didn't like change it up too too much. No. They just made that guitar a little heavier mm-hmm. and those drums a little heavier and and. Uh, that's it. I mean, the backing yeah. vocals sound great. Brett's, you know, singing it. Yeah, sounds good. Just the good. way he would sing. And I, I think it's a great cover. That's a hard song to cover because it's so iconic. It is iconic. It, all, all the, a lot of these, a lot of these are, are, are iconic. Yeah, but I think they nailed that one. I think it's really good. I mentioned Sweet earlier, and so I'm going to play their cover of Little Willie. It felt it felt like uh, like I wanted to play this one because I feel like Poison would have would call Sweet an, an influence for sure. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Where is it? Oh, some reason it got turned down here. Well, that stays in. You know I don't edit people. Here we go.
good. We talked about uh, Def Leppard a lot today. Do you like Def Leppard's uh, covers album? Yeah. I've never heard it. Come on. I'm not even kidding. It's I called, didn't. E- yeah, Y E A H. It's them on the front. I don't know it. I've only heard them do that one cover huh. of uh, well, when have, they do it in concert. The I might have to hey send you another kids, thing. Kids rock and roll. That's the only cover I've ever heard them do. Yeah, that's on the uh, that's on the covers album. I'm oh gonna have to, I might have to send you that too. You need to send me that. I can't believe I didn't even know it existed. I'm such a bad Def Leppard fan. <laughs> You're not. That was so bad of me. All right, this is an interesting one that you picked for your next song. Tell us what this is. Um, this is Marshall Tucker band. <laughs> Brett wears a cowboy hat, it's, so he does, and he, and this is "Can't You See," which is a song I really love. So. I'm gonna climb a mountain, the highest mountain, Lord. I'm gonna jump off, ain't nobody, ain't nobody gonna know. Can't you see? Oh, that's a good version. Such a good song. I think they sound great. I'm enjoying this record more than I thought I did. Yeah. Now that we're listening to these with the headphones on. Uh, if you purchase this album at Walmart, you got the exclusive track, the Justin Timberlake Sexy Back. This is actually fun. I'm not playing it. Oh, but okay. just... it's, it's fun. It, it's it's <laughs> not I poison I at all. It, but... No. Uh, this song, I picked this song. It's, uh, it's Grand Funk Railroad. Yeah. Uh, poison is definitely an American band, so I wanted to play We're an American yes. Band. Yeah, it sounds great. It does sound good. Grand Funk. So, uh, which is Bruce Kulick's Bruce, band now. Bruce, Bruce Kulick is in Grand Funk. And did you know that they're... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you didn't. Bruce is recording and touring with the guys that played with him on the Kiss Cruise. Oh, really? Which is Zach Throne, Todd Kearns, and so Brent Fitz. So Bruce is doing a solo album with uh, these guys. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Very nice. And Todd Kearns is... I know this is a hacky thing to say, but he could sing the phone book and I would buy it. <laughs> And there's not a nicer guy than Bruce Kulick. Oh my God, Bruce Kulick is like the sweetest person ever. I'm actually producing this roast right now and I have to have all these like musicians do roasts and Bruce just couldn't even do it. He's like, he can't do it. He can't be like, mean. Happy birthday. You're amazing. You're such a great person. <laughs> like it was just so nice. And I I'm like, it. oh, you know what? Bruce is Bruce. Like it's cool. Uh, so let me tell you about Poison one more time. I'm going to tell you that uh, there's nine new tracks out of the 14. There's nine new ones. Don was produced all those. And then they augmented the rest of the tracks with um, covers that they did that, that had appeared previously. 
like squeeze box, your mama don't dance. Mama don't dance, yeah. Uh, you don't mess around with Jim. And, uh, and one that's going to be our play out song. But before we go, let's do some quick promoting. Courtney, where can we find all things Courtney Cronin Dold? Oh, I'm on Instagram, Court Crow, C-O-U-R-T-C-R-O Dold. And I'm on Twitter once in a while. Um, hey, uh, Murray just walked in. And uh, hi, Murray. And I'm on the Facebook with just my name. And I really just post about concerts, basketball, and comedy, and wine. Will you accept random friend requests, like if listeners want to be your friend? Okay, good. Of course. I would love it because that's what I want to do. I want to go to your page and Mm -hmm. comment about music you're posting. And I've I've learned about so many bands, A, from this podcast. uh, David Ace G, you know, yeah, got, yeah. turned me on to fastball, and I go on these fastball benders like that, where David. I can't stop. Like, oh, that you made his day. Oh my god, you I made love, his day. I love fastball because of him. <laughs> uh, also, if you live in the Los Angeles area and you're at a concert and you happen to see Courtney, go up and say hello, right? Yes, please. I, I would love that. That'd be so nice. Excellent. Uh, we can be found at RockSolidPodcast.com. We are on Twitter at RockSolidShow. Kyle is at Kyle Dots and Funny. Kyle. Uh, does the Instagram. And uh, I guess that's it. That's all we got today. I got mm-hmm. a play out song. You love Kiss. I love Kiss. Murray does not like Kiss. Murray does not love Kiss. But we're going to play, <laughs> we're going to play one more Poison cover. It's called Rock and Roll All Night. This is good. Courtney, thank you so much for driving all this way and being here this early. And I really, really do appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I love your show. Here we go. Thank you. Mr. Rocket. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.